The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Bowl & Branch. Getting a great night's sleep is easier and more affordable than you think. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. Promo code BIGIDEA. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, April 12th. In today's news, the governor of Missouri allegedly initiated unwanted sexual contact with his hairdresser. The FBI is now looking at Donald Trump's damage control efforts when he found out about the Access Hollywood tape. And the president's tweets promising to bomb Syria incensed the Pentagon. But first, the big idea. Paul Ryan's party is over. As he announced his exit from public life, House Speaker Paul Ryan tried hard to show appreciation for the man who took the Republican Party from his grasp and transformed it into something else. He said he was, quote, grateful to the president four times in two minutes during a news conference Wednesday at the Capitol in which he said he will not campaign for re-election. But the praise did little to remove the shadow Trump casts over the end of Ryan's career. The Trumpian revolution, which Ryan had long resisted, appears to have claimed another victory, dispatching another occasional critic and reaffirming the president's growing hold on a shrinking electoral coalition. Ryan, a former vice presidential nominee, the highest ranking Republican during Trump's rise, and the party's ideological standard bearer for a few years, has spent basically the time since 2016 variously resisting, minimizing, and then ultimately conceding to the Trumpian revolution. He could neither contain it nor control it, despite his best efforts. Trumpism is a repudiation of almost everything Ryan says he stands for. Ryan's pro-trade, pro-entitlement reform, pro-global engagement. A lot of the coverage after Ryan's retirement says the party has moved to the right. That's not quite correct. It's moved toward Trump, who's redefined modern conservatism primarily as a cult of personality. Ryan will be remembered for $1.4 trillion in tax cuts and a $1.3 trillion spending bill. His legacy will also be $1 trillion annual deficits becoming the new normal. Government spending was $3.5 trillion per year when Mitt Romney tapped Ryan as his running mate in 2012. Now it's $4.2 trillion. Ryan's decision to abruptly throw in the towel six months before the midterms is likely to only further Trump's control of the party. Many Republican strategists worry it will make it much harder for the GOP to hold on to the House. Not only are donors making clear they're more skeptical of the efforts to retain the lower chamber, but the sudden departure of Ryan suggests that the Republican ideological tent will continue to shrink, including Ryan and Representative Dennis Ross, a Republican from Florida who also announced his retirement on Wednesday. 46 Republicans have now retired or said they won't run for re-election. Those ranks are likely to grow further in the coming weeks as others follow Ryan's lead. Nodding to what a polarizing figure he's become, Ryan said in an interview that he does not plan to run for public office again. He did say, though, that he could consider becoming ambassador to Ireland in a decade or so. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Missouri Governor Eric Greitens groped, hit, and initiated unwanted sexual contact with a woman who used to be his hairdresser. That's according to the woman's sworn testimony in a new report prepared by a special committee of Missouri's overwhelmingly Republican House of Representatives. 
Greitens described his extramarital relations as consensual, but the woman says it included physical violence and threats of blackmail. The Republican governor faces a trial in May on a felony indictment of invasion of privacy for allegedly taking a photo of the woman while she was partially nude without her permission and then trying to use it so that she wouldn't tell anyone about what happened, including her husband. The report prompted another round of calls for Greitens to step down, including by the state's Republican attorney general and Democratic Senator Claire McCaskill. Greitens, borrowing a Trumpism, calls it a witch hunt and says he's not going anywhere. Greitens could get impeached in the next few weeks. This is a remarkable fall from grace for a guy who just a few months ago was actively talking about seeking the presidency. Number two, FBI investigators who raided the office and home of Trump's longtime attorney, Michael Cohen, specifically sought out any communications Cohen had with Trump involving the Access Hollywood tape. That 2005 tape, of course, showed Trump bragging about how his fame allows him to grope women without their consent and proposition married women. As he put it then, quote, when you're a star, they let you do it. Investigators also sought communications that Cohen had with Trump and his campaign aides about potential sources of negative publicity in other areas during the lead up to the election. This is significant because it indicates that the FBI is scrutinizing interactions of the then presidential candidate with his longtime attorney, which means the investigation is related to the president. Cohen is currently under investigation as well for possible bank fraud, wire fraud, and violations of campaign finance law. It's still unclear what role, if any, he played in the Access Hollywood damage control. But remember, soon after that tape came out, the Russians, through their proxies at WikiLeaks, began releasing John Podesta's emails. Number three, Trump's Wednesday morning tweets that promised missiles, quote, will be coming soon to Syria, upended what had been a deliberative process at the White House to respond to an alleged chemical attack on civilians. White House advisors were shocked and alarmed by the tweet, and they quickly regrouped with military brass at the Pentagon after it was sent. They continued to ready options on Syria for Trump as if nothing happened. But the tweet storm was emblematic of a president that operates on a tornado of impulses with no clear strategy, even as he faces some of the most consequential decisions of his presidency, life and death decisions. Meanwhile, Deputy National Security Advisor Nadia Shadlow has resigned. She was viewed as one of the rare, reliable, steady hands guiding foreign policy. Shadlow is the third senior national security official to be pushed out of the White House since Trump installed John Bolton as his new national security advisor. More departures are expected soon. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, April 12th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.